0: Welcome to Extra Star Wars, a channel where we cover Star Wars adventures in an extra sorta way. This video covers Thrawn Dark Force Rising. Published in 1992, Dark Force Rising is the second book in a trilogy revolving around Thrawn and our heroes from the Star Wars trilogy. Set about 5 years from the events of Return of the Jedi, the original Thrawn Trilogy is heralded as the official unofficial sequel of Star Wars despite the Disney acquisition. In the year 2022, we have read this book for the first time. Let's check it out. Welcome to Extra Star Wars. Of course, if you like what you hear so far, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to the content. In 1992, I was 4 years old. I'm pretty certain I could not read, in fact, I'm not sure if I have ever seen a Star Wars movie before. But rest assured, the fandom existed, and still does today, in its many layers of love and toxicity. But, after reading Book 1, after seeing many of my Red 5 friends, including Backyard Tardis, compliment this trilogy, I decided to give it a go. After Book 1, I was not too impressed. You can catch that exclusively over on the podcast side of things, on your favorite podcatcher. Go check it out. I was essentially done with the series after the first book being underwhelmed. But one day, I got tagged in a post, and Backyard Tardis convinced me to keep going. So I did, and it did not disappoint. This book, Book 2, captured my attention and instead of going through it blow by blow with all the details, I wrote down some thoughts about each character we come across, their story and involvement, and some interesting tidbits or questions I have moving forward. Again, this is the first time I've read this book, and I'm going straight from memory and some small notes I made on my phone. So without further ado, here is Thrawn Dark Force Rising Book 2. Now that we got our scripted introduction out of the way, I'm going to move on uh, to the sort of unscripted, scripted version of the video, where I break down every single character in a little table I used Google Docs for. But rest assured, we're going to be going through some of uh, the major storylines. So spoiler alert from 1992. It's not a big deal if you've never read this book. I'll give you the gist of it. So we've got the New Republic. We've got the Empire under Grand Admiral Thrawn. We've got politics under New Republic and little Infighting. We've got Grand Admiral Thrawn and his schemes and, and loveliness. We have the Jedi Order with uh, Luke Skywalker and others uh, that we'll get to. So, the idea of this book is that there is a missing fleet of dreadnoughts, like 200 of them, and they just jumped to hyperspace one day and were lost. We have to kind of just believe that, and that's fine from the Clone Wars era and more or less whoever finds the missing fleet of dreadnoughts will have the upper hand, so to speak. So the New Republic catches wind, the Empire catches wind, and we got a race to the finish line with some complications in the middle. Uh, this by no means is going to go over book one, and it is no means by going to go over book three i don't know what happens in book three just yet but i have a vague memory of book one um we it's basically like the longest introduction to all these characters ever so let's start off with our favorite jedi master jedi luke skywalker really jedi knight is he a master at this point probably not here's his story summed up luke eventually makes his way to saboth chaboth i don't know how to pronounce his name but the crazy insane jedi master only to be rescued by Mara Jade, who hates him, and needs his help. Luke then helps the New Republic defend the Katana fleet and rescues Mara from her space ejection. Alright, some interesting questions I have about Luke. Uh, He really hasn't had any major character development traits. In Book 1, he was sort of stymied by these creatures that repel the force and then this one he's sort of still searching for answers and yeah there's some good lightsaber action and and whatever and he can use the force to an extent but there's points in the story where he's like i can't really do that with the force and i guess that's fine but you know he's not a great old powerful jedi like people wanted him to be in the last jedi and that's fine Speaking of Mara Jade, here's her story. Mara Jade seems to be working for Thrawn and Card at the same time, but eventually turns away from the Empire and helps the New Republic discover the Katana fleet. There's lots of internal conflict, but she ends up being unconscious in space, and Luke finds her. That's sort of how her story ends. So That's pretty interesting. Mara's attitude will probably be much different, in book three, it'd be my guess she goes from really hating Luke because of her ties to the Empire and her being the Emperor's hand to being rescued by Luke. And from what I understand, down the line they get married. I think. Leia. Leia's story involves getting the Nogiri, the Nagri I don't know how to pronounce them. To see how the Empire is evil. Now, if you're not sure that race, uh, if you've seen Star Wars Rebels. Thrawn had his assassin Rook, 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 don't know how to pronounce it. It's all words to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, And that's his race of people. They're very cultural, they're very disciplined, and they're very set in their ways uh, with uh, their uh, ceremonies, etc., etc. So Leia's story involves getting the Nogiri to see how the Empire is evil and hopes that they will be free again. But really, they hope that the New Republic will be their allies. So I'm thinking that the Nogiri will probably conclude in the final chapter. Like, they're going to be involved in some way, shape or form since they've been under the thumb of the Empire for 44 years, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Since the Clone Wars, I think. Han Solo. So Han and Lando team up to drum up support for the New Republic. Eventually, they find his way to bel Ilbis which then leads Ilbis to helping the New Republic in the endgame. Very convenient. Maybe Han and Leia get to have some moments in the final book because this is just a run-and-gun sort of book. There's really no time for them, and she's pregnant with twins, and that's kind of a big deal. Lando Cal, Rizian. Lando still wants to return to his mining operation, but in the end, he joins up with the New Republic. He hung out with Han mostly and then ends up saying, all right, I'll help you out. I don't really have any questions about Lando. He's it's kind of a static character. He's not doing anything for me in these books. Uh, Card gets captured by Thrawn because of Mara Jade. He is the one that knows where the Katana Fleet is. He gets rescued from Thrawn because of Mara and turns over the coordinates to the Katana Fleet to the New Republic and helps defend the New Republic when the time comes. I'm assuming he will probably continue with the New Republic or stay neutral. He wanted to stay neutral, but you know how stories go. Our friend Grand Admiral Thrawn, which, by the way, is, is, you know, Timothy Zahn does a great job uh, with Thrawn. His goal is to find the Katana fleet and to have uh, Saboth, the Jedi Master, uh, turn Luke Skywalker, and he promised him Leia, whatever. Thrawn visits the Nagiri plans accordingly, but gets hampered down by Saboth in the end. Thrawn, in my opinion, doesn't really do anything in this book. He's like sort of waiting for things to happen. And some things he saw, some things he didn't. I don't know. But we find out in the end of book two that... Um, I think he's going to get clones to operate this Katana fleet. And if he does... That's going to be a game changer for the Empire. And I'm assuming he dies in the next book. That's my guess. Uh, so both, Chiboth, Kaboth. I don't know. He's a bit insane, still wants the twins, has interactions with Luke, but gets impatient and finds Thrawn. I think Thrawn will kill him in the next book. The Nagori, lots of culture wrapped up, but eventually they see Leia's way. We'll help the New Republic battle Thrawn. Niles, a means to an end. He's sort of a ship stealer. The Katana fleet, and he's a ship stealer, very convenient. He's a means to an end, but his involvement is also finding the Katana fleet. Maybe he gets captured in the next book. I don't really care, either way. Wedge Antilles shows up, helps the New Republic defend the Katana fleet, but he's a flat character with no development, and that's about it. Pallion, uh, Captain Pallion, is uh, Thrawn's right-hand man. Questioning things, but has no real role in the story. And probably dies in book three. Be my guess. The New Republic as a whole, because there's a bunch of different characters, Akbar and Mon Mothma and whatever. It's full of politics and backstabbing. The New Republic scenes are riddled with delay and Akbar's arrest, etc., etc., etc. Akbar will be put back in charge. Mon Mothma will investigate the Delta source leak, which was mentioned many times in the book, it's a leak within the New Republic that is giving Thrawn some intel. Freilin, Freilin, Frulin, he's a bothan with hopes to use the political game to bolster his position. He's the whole reason Akbar was removed from his defensive coordinator position or whatever. Uh, Eventually, he will be arrested or killed in book three, be my guest. And then finally, Bell Ilbis, long lost commander from Corellia. He knows Solo from him being a very small child. So we get a little Solo backstory there, which is kind of cool. They already have six dreadnoughts and they help the new republic in the end so solo finding him was a good idea they will officially join the new republic and interact with solo again in book three and that is the character analysis and story and questions i have of dark force rising so the overall story in Thrawn Dark Force Rising, Thrawn attempts to throw the New Republic into a political infighting as the search for the long lost Katana fleet happens. In the end, Thrawn ends up with the majority of the fleet while the New Republic wins many small battles including one getting the Nagiri on their side two eliminating the fryland double cross three working along with card and bell Ilbis and capturing or defending the last 15 dreadnoughts but do the clones actually come back I guess we're gonna find out in book three i'm actually really excited to read it these are my thoughts on dark force rising it is a really cool star wars story And it's a damn shame, we will never see it come to live action. I can see why the fans were pretty furious at the erasure of the extended universe and turned into legends. Today's Thrawn, which is just as calculating in my opinion, but not as effective as running the whole empire. I've also read the newer Thrawn books and they certainly have the same flavor, even though it's a different time period. Zahn did a great job adapting. So I'm looking forward to reading book three, which I believe is called The Last Command. And I will certainly report back in a short video just like this so we can discuss it. It's book report time, everybody. This has been Extra Star Wars. If you like this format or you like the content or you like Star Wars or you like me, I guess, make sure you hit the like button. Don't forget to tap the subscribe button. Don't forget to leave a comment. Ask questions. Did I miss something? Do you have an analysis that is helpful? Do you like Star Wars? Me too. Let's talk about it. But for now, we'll catch you next time in the next video. Don't forget to explore the channel. Share it out. And we'll see you next time. Yes, I am fake reading for the end.